0: Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.
1: He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor.
2: I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating.
1: Now with Hale Varsity Radio.
2: It is hour two, Friday edition. It's Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. Bill Dolman, pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor. Locked in for Nebraska, Northern Illinois, Pride of Fairbury. That uh, I was asking the fellas, it's fashion sense Friday. If I can pull off purple, do I am I more like grimace or do I look, I don't know, uh, like uh, like Jack did in As Good As It Gets, wearing that purple. Uh, they didn't hate it, they didn't love it, so I'm okay. You've got the emerald green on. Which I like. If you're watching the the video portion on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, you can see Dolman's emerald green going. But uh, is that for color or money, Bill? Are you heading down to Warhorse for a G on Nebraska tomorrow?
3: Well, first of all, I got my fingers crossed that the audio is going to work. It is. You're you're sounding all loud right, and okay. clear, clear and loud. Huge relief because you know I listened to that intro for myself and I'm kind of taking that personally. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a green. If it wasn't for NBC, I'd have no clothes at all. Thank God for that. So I wear it <laughs> the and uh, wear that out uh, quite a bit.
4: But with the, with the blue, with the purple on Schmitty and the green on Bill. If you guys were in the same room, you'd start looking like your uh, Barney the Dinosaur fans, you know? Yeah,
3: pretty much.
2: <laughs> Never saw it.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, do you remember that? I, I'm remembering when uh, when Schmitty wore that like pastel orange thing that one day. Hold that, on. You know, Kind of brightened up our lives, as I recall. So that was yeah, the Oklahoma. This, that, that was this the is Oklahoma like a game Friday.
2: So that was the Oklahoma game last year, and it was a tribute to the Orange Bowl because whoever won Nebraska, Oklahoma would go play in the Orange Bowl
3: and uh, okay. lose well, to Miami. It was quite the fashion statement.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Still have it, best uh, on sale shirt ever, Bill. What do you think? Get right Saturday for Nebraska tomorrow.
3: It is gotta get right Saturday for uh, Nebraska tomorrow. And and I think they will. And look, you know, you can point to Northern Illinois' big rivalry victory over, or no, loss to Southern Illinois. Big, pardon. That's right. They had the big win over Boston College, and then the letdown in their rivalry game against Southern Illinois. That's how it's gone. I really don't think it matters all that much. But you know, th- this is this is a game that Nebraska not only has to win, but they have to play well and win. And Nebraska fans will identify quite clearly and easily if it's a, uh, a, a good-looking win or if there are still some more troubles, uh, problems that are concerning. So you, you, you can't – yes, any win is a good win, but Nebraska fans will be able to recognize pretty quickly as to whether or not Nebraska's been making improvements from the Minnesota game to last week's game and uh, any corrections that needed to be made in practice. You can say it's a good win – but Nebraska fans know better.
4: Bill, is there any importance to style points for you tomorrow with how this team looks? Or is the win the only thing that matters? I, I look back in my Rolodex, there's been some close victories at home. I don't think many Husker fans felt great coming out of the North Dakota game last year or a couple years ago with South Alabama in town. Week week one, I believe it was. You didn't feel great coming out of that game as you need your defense to get a couple touchdowns. I guess it was defense with a touchdown and then J.D. Spielman with a punt return touchdown. That was your difference in the game or – even a couple years before that 2017 Arkansas state where Arkansas state recovers the onside kick and has a chance to go drive down to win it with less than a minute left. There has been a lot of close calls against these, these non power five schools at Memorial stadium in their, in recent memory, Do style points and how Nebraska wins tomorrow matter to you, assuming Nebraska is the victor tomorrow.
3: Well, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's one thing to play a, a good opponent and you, you, and you, you fight and you, you, you come out with a win and if you, you know, you, you play well. And, and I've always said this for many, many years, even if Nebraska plays well and loses, I believe Nebraska fans are savvy enough to go, you know what? They were just better on this day than we were. And the the one game that comes to my mind, so I can't remember the date now. It's been so many years, but when Texas came to town and ended the, uh, what was it? A 40 plus game, home 47
2: win streak. game home win streak, Ricky Williams, Halloween, 1998.
3: Thank you. Uh, but, you know, great, great game. And Texas was probably better that season than Nebraska, but pe- people were entertained. They knew it was a tough battle, and Texas was just better. But you do have those games where you just eke out a win and it just does not feel very good. And you know that there's probably more troubles to come. So is it necessarily style points? I'm not quite sure about that. Is it efficiency? Is it you know playing uh, without them you know the mistakes that are glaring penalties at bad times holding on to the football or not you know if there are more turnovers again you have four turnovers in a game no matter how much how much you win by people will point at that that you're just not cleaning up play you're not paying attention to detail that's a problem
1: Bill the spread is eleven and this is an offense that is barely averaging a little bit more than 11. Maybe I'm being the pessimist in the room here, but I honestly have a really hard time seeing Nebraska cover this spread tomorrow. Is that an egregious thing to say?
3: Well, well, I'm I'm thinking based on what we've seen from Northern Illinois point-wise, I mean, they had to go to overtime to get 27 against a bad BC team. They only scored 11 last week against Southern Illinois. My guess is the prognosticators are saying it's going to be a 12 to nothing game.
1: <laughs> I take it.
3: It might be Tristan Alvano's uh, uh, great uh, uh, awakening party or whatever at Nebraska, for Nebraska football. And he does, you know, like Dale Klein what, kicked seven field goals against Missouri 40 years ago. Tristan Alvano kicks four field goals and wins it. And if that's the case, those would not be sufficient enough style points for people to be satisfied <laughs> with the win, okay? If Bit- Tristan Alpano kicks four field goals, the offense better come up with four touchdowns, all right? That's the way it needs to be.
2: Harburg likely under center tomorrow. What do you expect from him?
3: You know, I, I, I've been thinking about that today, and I, 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 I'm I just kind of feeling that's what it's going to be because I think if Jeff Sims were healthy enough, we would know that by now, that there would have been sufficient progress you know, I'm I'm really surprised. Matt Rule meets the media with you know pretty consistent frequency um, uh, during the course of the season, and I and I think that had Jeff Sims made sufficient progress, that he probably would have said that. You know, yesterday, Jeff's our guy, and uh, this is what it's going to be. But we're going to work Harbour again. We're going to keep a close eye on him. Maybe we get Heimerick in there so that he gets some quality snaps. In case we do need him, so the, the game plan may have been this: Jeff's healthy enough to play, but we have got to get Heinrich or is it Chuba or Chuba Fox, uh, Chuba Purdy <laughs> in there to get some quality, you know, snaps. Because if Jeff does get hurt, those guys have to have some seasoning. Mm. But because we have not heard, and I have a hard time believing that we're gonna you know, we're gonna play poker with Northern Illinois and then shock the world with Jeff Sims coming out. I don't think we're playing that game. So that kind of tells me that it might be Heinrich Harburg's day to start with uh, Purdy uh, you know, throwing pitches in the bullpen right away.
2: The last guy that wants to lead Nebraska out of the new tunnel uh, injured, uh, a la, uh, Mike Mitter and Tommy Frazier right now, is Jeff Sims with this crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. that—that's the other part of this, guys is, is the, the energy, the crowd, and their frustration level that's going to be on display when something—if something goes wrong tomorrow night.
3: Well, that's well what, especially if it was Jeff, if Jeff, you know, if Jeff Sims gets out there, he's healthy enough to play, and I, and I hope he is. Mm-hmm. You know, because I would love to see him get, you know, start to redeem himself a little bit, especially in the home opener. Uh, but you know, if he gets out there and you've got a, a turnover or two in the first half. That would
4: not be good. And I'd be surprised that this is something that we're going to not know until kickoff. My take is if Jeff Sims suits up tomorrow, I think Jeff Sims starts. If Jeff Sims is in street clothes tomorrow, I think that's the obvious thing. Because I don't think you can have Jeff Sims be suited up, ready to go, and be sitting on the sideline all game long because of the message that sends not only to the fan base, but also to your team. Hey, you're healthy enough to suit up, you're not healthy enough to play. I think that indicates a strong sense of doubt within the coaching staff about a guy. Either you're healthy enough to play or you're going to be in street clothes because you worry about a guy's confidence in that sense that if he's suited up and he's on the sideline all game long, just just whether or not it's intentional not the message that that does send to the player, to the crowd, to the team.
3: And I think you also, if if it is Harburg, I, I think you do have to have Purdy throwing some pitches and getting him out there because you have to – you cannot rely – Obviously, on the health of one man, you've got to have Harburg ready to go. It's a good thing that he was out there for a couple of snaps, even if it was in the H-back or tight end spot against Minnesota. And he got a couple of snaps against Colorado. But I think you've got to work them both in tomorrow just because you have to have somebody ready. And it can't be their first snaps of the season, you know, five games in and say, well, we're going to see what we got. you got to know what you have uh, in those situations. So I think if it's not Sims, I think it's both with Harburg probably getting the majority of the snaps because Purdy's also been a little on the injured side.
1: So say this is a hypothetical situation and Sims is not hurt. What kind of leash are you giving him in this game if he was healthy or in his next game back just because of the turnover issues, the drop snaps, and just the inability for the offense thus far to create points?
3: I, I don't know that's a delicate you know I guess maybe that's why Bill' does Bradley not
2: make, make bill then make 8.5 million a year. Uh, yeah, I, I asked
3: because a lot of people one, have or, seen it or even a measly 1.4 million <laughs> right? yeah. you know, you're talking about the the, the delicate balance of, of the the fragile psyche not come on this is a little too esoteric but um, I would if he were to get out there tomorrow and have a first quarter turnover, I, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see a lot of people say they've
1: seen enough. That's why I
3: asked. Yeah. Do all all of a sudden in front of, you know, 95,000 people, I'm sorry, 92,002. Do you, do you Mm. yank him out of the game, you know, right in front of everybody? That would be, that would be quite the scene, but you would certainly hear it from the Memorial stadium crowd, which by the way, I know Husker fans are, are anxious and agitated over what's happened the last two weeks and people think that there's, Going to be frustration spilling out of the stadium tomorrow. I don't think that's going to be the case. It's the home opener. People have been anticipating this for a long time. I know they're zero two, but I still think the vast, vast majority of the ninety thousand people who will be there tomorrow are are going to be really excited that Nebraska is finally playing a home game again. They're going to welcome Matt Rule with open arms and a you know a a, a firm handshake to Marcus Satterfield and company. But I, I don't think those who have been most venomous on social media are the ones who are going to have the loudest voices tomorrow.
4: Bill, obviously, a, a lot of ire has been thrown towards Jeff Sims within the past week. But the other guy on the offensive side of the ball that's also received a, a lot of ire—the guy you just mentioned, Marcus Satterfield—how does he go out and redeem himself for the Husker fans
3: tomorrow? You know, I, I said this the other day. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not as critical of the play calling for Nebraska. You know. The, the Probably the one that most glaring uh, is the, this what was it, the fourth quarter against Minnesota when the game seemed to be well in hand and there were the three pass plays, three and out. Now, you know, the receiver was open on the long, was it Tommy Hill? Was open and Sims missed him, okay? They took the shot. Probably should have gone back to the ground and cranked out a first down on the ground. But that three and out was costly. Those were three ill-advised play sequence. That was a a, a bad sequence of three plays. But I think for the most part, you know, they have relied on the ground game. You're getting five yards per carry from Gabe Urban. You've got a quarterback if he can hold on to the ball. keep. Sims hasn't fumbled the ball when he's run with the ball. He's fumbled the ball with snaps and bad uh, handoffs, and he's thrown the ball Ill, ill-advisedly. So when he's carried it as the primary back on a play, he's been effective. So I, I think for them, you know, I don't think it has been a poorly called game by the offensive coordinator. There has been some very poor ball handling execution at some incredibly inopportune times. And I think that has stymied the offense. So I, I've liked some of the, the things I've seen from them. They moved the ball well to begin the game against Colorado. Uh, they had a couple of option looks, yet you know, but in fumbles and whatnot, take them out of points, uh, scoring opportunities.
2: Bill, Real quick, about 90 seconds, I need your your take on Sims and the stage. Do you think the stage is bothering him? Secondly, I need a score prediction.
3: I would hope the stage isn't bothering him because, you know, he, he left a place where there was no stage. You know, Georgia Tech's got a great name, but, you know, college football players should live for opportunities to play on a stage like Memorial Stadium. Nebraska's 0-2, and, and once again, we'll have a sellout crowd tomorrow. It's going to be a spectacular atmosphere. You should thrive on that. If you can't handle the stage, then go be a part of the Northern Illinois, Southern Illinois rivalry. Okay. If that's what you're most comfortable with and you're afraid of this stage, you don't belong on it. Right. Guys like Tommy Frazier thrived on you know stages like this. Um, so I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I, if he does play, I hope he plays well. I hope Hunter McCarver plays well, and I hope Nebraska prepares a quarterback and c- prepares quarterback depth. Final score, it's an 11-point uh, Nebraska. 11 the and a are half. Favored by 42 is the over-under, 42 to 11.
2: Okay, Bill says the overs for everyone out there.
3: 43 to 10. Okay. No, 40, yeah,
4: they cover. I'm not sure which score is harder to reach, 43 or 11. <laughs> How, how does the team even get 11 points? Last they week?
1: literally did same it last year. week. So yeah, how? <laughs>
4: last week? How is that three field goals and say? I'll admit I didn't watch the game. They how score the a touchdown, to you go
1: it's, for it's, two, and, it, and you and kick, it, kick, a,
2: field kick a field goal. Or or, field or 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 you just live in the special teams era of Frost.
3: There, that's the good one. That is, yeah. yeah.
2: You could do that. A lot of lot of two pointers <laughs> given up.
3: <laughs> go play in Canada. Get a couple of Rouges.
2: Yes, Bill. We will get you a get-us tomorrow at the single barrel. How's that
3: sound? Damn straight, bro.
2: <laughs> 3 to 5, oh, weekend man. edition tomorrow. 3 <laughs> to 5 tomorrow at the Single Barrel for the weekend edition. Real Red Reaction as it well. Was
3: Connor in class earlier this week?
2: We hadn't Can seen I, Connor for seven see- years. We were told he was in class. Yeah. I was in your class. That's a well, good so answer. I, Billy D okay. will check in tomorrow, brother. Thank you.
3: All right, go Big Red. Sports
0: Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Bruns, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.